Hi, I'm Nick. Hey, I'm Will. Hey, I'm Anya. And I'm Jules. And this is the Nerds In Podcast. Hello. Welcome to the Nerds In Podcast. It is I, your host, Nick. And I wanted to sit down with my friend Joe here. Hello. And I wanted to uh, discuss something that was particularly exciting to a very specific part of the end. Um, <laughs> I think and, there's a. I think that counts as a large majority. Actually, yes. This, yes. I. I. That was a miscalculation. A large group of the in are excited for, um, and that is the Lord of the Rings uh, anime movie that's coming out, titled. The War of the Rohirrim. Now, Joe. Yes. Would you explain, telling us a little bit about what this movie is about? Well, it goes on a bit about a legendary king of Rohan called uh, Helm Hammerhand. And Mm -hmm. kind of explains some of the history and significance of Helm's Deep, why it is seen as such a defensible position, kind of elaborating to on why in the second film, they all decided that that was where they would have their final stand. It Mm -hmm. takes place about 250 years before the events of the first Lord of the Rings movie. And whatever the math is, for the beginning of The Hobbit. Yeah, no doubt exciting. When I heard about this, I was like, really? Because it kind of just came out of the blue, to be honest. Like, I didn't really expect this at all. But um, along with a lot of other, other Lord of the Rings projects, I believe, or a lot of other things, you know, after the announcement of the Amazon series, you know, that was within itself, like, Whoa. But now we're getting, you know, this. It's very exciting. And from what I hear, it's also uh, going to be, you know, an anime, mm-hmm. which is also a very interesting element. When I, heard, when I heard of that initially, I was like, oh, very interesting. So yes. I thought we can kind of, yeah, I thought we can kind of delve into, like, you know, what we think about it being an anime. Because I don't think it was like, well, other than like the 1977 Hobbit film, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I never you know, the thought movie of... my dad grew up with. <laughs> yeah, you know, like never thought that it would be like like a Japanese anime kind of setting. So, you know, what do you think about this? You know, well, I think it can go a couple ways because uh, we do have the success of the animated uh, Castlevania movie or series. That came oh, yeah. out on Netflix. That I heard that was great. Very high quality. Like the animation is minty. Uh, we also mm-hmm. have a uh, animated adaptation of some of the Witcher books. Mm-hmm. Goes into Vesemir's story as a young Witcher, which is again highly claimed. We yeah. could. There is also the chance, though, because uh, the lead animator 
kind of dabbles in both traditional 2D animation and some 3D animation, mm-hmm. which kind of concerns me a little bit. So, kind of like, yeah, uh, concerns kind of like getting that mix in or like how it's yeah. done, you know. The one, the show that comes to mind that really kind of used a mixture of both to its detriment was the, I think it was 2017, the uh, re-redux a- adaptation of the Berserk series. Ooh, Yeah. Um. Yeah, I heard about that. I. I don't. I don't. I didn't watch it personally, but I think my brother watched it. He liked it, but um. Yeah, I heard. I kn- like. I saw that they did that. In that anime it was well. a little inconsistent. Yeah, just kind of like didn't know what you're gonna, you know, mm-hmm. get. Kind of. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So, with that in mind, you know, obviously. We don't know, don't know until we, you know, actually get it. You know, what's gonna, what direction they're gonna take in that. But let's say, just traditional kind of um, anime that you see. You know, most Japanese anime. You know, kind of that. I don't want to say generic because it's great, but you know, <laughs> traditional style anime. Um, you know. I think personally, for me, like, it can work. You know, it's something that's new and unique, you know, just like with Star Wars Visions, you know, that took a very, a very unique turn. And, well, this is me just going off of the very first episode, but, you know, I loved every bit of that. So, um, I mean, that's kind of like what I'm working off of. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm okay with them. You know, kind of messing with the dynamics of the visuals there mm-hmm. as well, but um, especially is... with the f- oh, especially oh. with the fantasy nature of Lord of the Rings, kind of the mm-hmm. more fantastic elements could really benefit from something yeah. like some uh, CGI effects or what have you. Especially mm-hmm. given how like the uh, was it Battle of Five Armies. Mm-hmm. How that was kind of handled, I think it's something similar in a more animated sense could potentially mm-hmm. have some better reception from the fans than how the Battle of Five Armies was, yeah, kind of received. Yeah, I think that's good too because, like, in that movie, there was a lot of like, like special effects from CGI for sure. So I feel well, like, it's... yeah, now there, now that there's actually, you know, art direction you know that can actually be like drawn i guess you know it's yeah. like they can make it as wild as they want um, <laughs> as over the top as they need yeah. to mm-hmm. yeah so yeah um i think that's a great way to you know like for me to sum up sum, sum that up as well like yeah now you know given the nature of the world and how things work in it, it it's given more range as it were to be able to work so i think actually you know you know it can be used to its benefit but something that we do want to be mindful of as you mentioned sometimes kind of mixing the 2d and the 3d yeah weird can be like well (laughs) you know so that'd be something interesting to watch for 
for sure. I, don't know. I believe this is also for the 20th anniversary of the Lord of the Rings. Ooh. I think it was yeah when this was like, announced for. Yeah, because that just recently that's just now going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The 20th anniversary of the Lord of the Rings, man. Yeah. I feel old. <laughs> I know. I, I was like, I, I like, you know, I was, I was only like, like, it's hard to think that that was 20 years ago. I know. I honestly love so much how it's kind of like, because I didn't really hear about it. Like, it wasn't until like the last year or two, two years, really, at least for me, that like it started becoming like super talked about and popular again. Yeah. This can also, this can also be, be just because, you know, um, in the fan base but you know <laughs> like I'm just hearing it more in general kind of like pop culture stuff so I remember my first exposure to it was a uh, it was a Lord of the Rings AMV that I was watching in Ooh. high school Oh, and I had uh, no idea it was of, <laughs> it was of the last the last movie when like the orc with like the fleshy bits over half of his face was like on the riverside front Mm-hmm. When they were pushing from there, and Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas rush in with the Ghost Army. Oh yeah, that was playing on some metal song I was listening to in art class of all places. Oh, like I need to know what that is. <laughs> sure enough, it's Lord of the Rings, Six. and that the is rest sick. is history. <laughs> I know. I right? am. I am now the resident Lord guy <laughs> for Lord of the Rings in the Inn. Yes. I am the lore master in the corner, pondering my orb of unending lore. <laughs> oh yes, the orb plant here, you know, <laughs> bro. I, like my first exposure, like, hmm. well, as I explained in like probably episode before this, um, my first kind of exposure to it, like, I my oldest brother had it on. DVD. I don't remember watching it, you know, really on DVD, but um, I think really the first kind of like immersion into the world itself, they had the EA games. They had the, you know, um, you know, uh, well, like the Fellowship, the Two Towers, and the third one. I don't, I don't think I ever actually played the third one, because that was called the Third Age, and I don't think return wait heck i don't even know i have to look that up one more time <laughs> but there's like um see there was conquest which was on the 360 which was from ea they were like even older games they were like on gamecube and original xbox stuff like that i remember had- also uh playing lord of the rings online a good oh yeah, of years ago, back when that was thing. Uh, uh, War of the North is that what you're thinking of? No, I put. Okay, there's a lot Lo- of Lord yeah. Of the Rings. I remember playing Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King, The Two Towers, mm-hmm. and I do not remember playing Third Age, but that was like part of that kind of trilogy in that age you know when ea was making the movie games but yeah um 
that was kind of like my first actual exposure to it. But it wasn't until like really recently, as I explained in the last episode, I just decided to like, I think I was on Amazon Prime Video and I just saw The Hobbit and I was like, you know, I never watched this. So I watched it, personally loved it. Then I was like, heck, watch all the Lord of the Rings, you know, just and uh, like you said, the rest is history. Here I am yeah. um, on a podcast. Talking I think about we can all agree, though, <laughs> the best way to take in Lord of the Rings is to marathon. Yes. I think that goes without saying. Yes. And extended editions. Yes. Don't come at me with the theatrical. No. Don't even. If you don't know who the mouth of Sauron is, don't <laughs> at me. All right. Don't even. Don't even. If you don't know. <laughs> if you don't know which scene, Viggo Mornstein broke his big name. toe. Broke his toe. <laughs> don't even. At me. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was great. Um, He's because I've always been like three. By the way, Vigo Mortensen is sixty three now. Dang, bro, you're old. You're old. You don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, so that was kind of like my first exposure to it, and then the Lego games. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Those are great. Can't forget those. Mm-hmm. I'm also still mad because for the Lego Hobbit, they still. Like, they couldn't make a Battle of the Five Armies DLC, so they only had the first two movies of The Hobbit on there. Yeah, that would, I think that would have really brought the Lego Hobbit game to yeah. a bit more of a forefront within the Lego series. Yeah. Because let's be honest, if people are thinking of a Lego Lord of the Rings game, they're going to think of Lego Lord of the Rings, where you can yeah, just not... walk all the way to Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> literally just... Yeah. Um... Yeah, so that's kind of how I got here. Trying to, I'm trying to read the books too, and that's always a fun adventure. Realizing how different, not what like the different, the differences between the movie and the books too. That's always fun to yeah experience as well. Going through, because I think uh, on the reading cast, you guys have gotten to the uh, cursed forest, right? Um, we are about, the next one we have to do is chapter seven, and chapter seven is entitled. Um, let me look at it real quick. Barrels out of bond. So I think. Um, I believe that that is them escaping. Uh, the Merkwood. Yes. So okay. So you guys have gotten to Merkwood. You have experienced. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Is it Bomber falling asleep <clears throat> and everyone trying to figure out what's happening and them finding the elven feast and then getting yoinked? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because in the books, Thorin isn't nearly as stubborn as yeah. he's shown to be in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were just uh, talking about how, like, in the very first scene where the ho- or all the dwarves were introduced, you know, in the book, you know, that scene in the movie when they all tumble in there, you know, it's kind of like 
according to the book, it's kind of like Thorne's with them all, but in the movie, he comes separately, you know, like yeah. after they all. Mm-hmm. And I think it was to pres- help preserve that kind of more serious tone of him, you know, like, because he was had a little bit, a little more goofy moments in the book yeah. than he does in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they all do. Yeah. Comparatively to their movie counterparts. Because I know mm-hmm. uh, Dwalin is a lot less, uh, a lot less serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so, so that's kind of like how I got introduced to it. Yeah. So going back to, you know, War of Rohirrim. So we talked about how it's set kind of like 250 years before the actual events of the movie slash the books. And it goes deep into the, you know, a lot into Helm's Deep, as you mentioned, and of Helm Hammerhand. So I thought it would be good to kind of just briefly kind of synopse the history of Helm's Deep, it's Helm's Deep itself. So I'll kind of go ahead and just briefly go over that. So it's a large valley gorge in the northwestern Aaron Nimraeus, or the White Mountains. It is actually the name of the whole defensive system, including its major defensive structure, the Hornburg. Yes. And and as um, depicted in a picture here, it looks... Yeah, it looks like it goes kind of in the crest of like of two mountains, you know, and it's very strategic. Um, let's put it that way. I'll put a picture up on the Twitter, you know. <laughs> um, it also was blocked over its entire width by a trench and a rampart called Helm's Dyke. Mm-hmm. And behind that lay the great fortress, Hornburg. Yes. And... You know, a long case where you round up to the great gate of the forest itself, and inside the keep where there were stables and an armory, as well as a high tower in this center. So that's kind of it's like its actual structure mm-hmm. base. Would you like to go into a little bit more of the history of it, my good son? Uh, I can go into some of the real world history as well. Uh, <clears throat> so, with the Lord of the Rings as a whole, uh, Tolkien took big inspirations from his real life. A lot of the mm-hmm. caves, like I believe Mordor and uh, Aglarond, were all inspired from caves he would explore as a kid. And his experiences mm-hmm. was during uh, experience in his time serving in the <clears throat> in the army in World War One. Uh, so Hornburg in Helm's Deep, is based off of a uh, local Western England valley called Cheddar Gorge, which is a steep, multi-sided limestone valley, which is a place you can actually go to. It kind of shows the high-walled surface, very like thin passageway, high walls, Mm -hmm. that Helm's Deep is known for. Mm-hmm. Very it was, um, <laughs> it, extremely. <laughs> uh, it's 
it's almost like that's why it was used as a defensive hideaway. <laughs> so uh, the part of the reason why it became known as Helm's Deep was the at the time King Helm Hammerhand took refuge there when uh, Rohan was being invaded by the Dunelandings, mm-hmm. all serving under Wolf, son of Freca. And it was a uh, invasion for dominance as Wolf is a descendant of both Doomland and Rohan blood. So he came in seeking the throne. And Helm Hammerhand, of whom the anime is going to be basing on, took refuge in Hornburg until Gondor and Dune Hero arrived a year later to aid in the recapturing of mm-hmm. Rohan. And it's a bit more of a uh, smaller detail, but it, it's a, there's a chance that it could be mentioned since this all took place uh, about seven years after the anime is set to take place. Uh, mm. Saruman, at that point, also took over, his, over Isengard. And was oh, okay. welcomed as an ally to Rohan, which would soon lead to Grima Wormtongue and Theoden nonsense in the second movie. You have no power, yeah. You have <laughs> no power. Me telling the teacher as they show up 15 minutes late to class. <laughs> you have no power. The here. senior teacher in like, in, in like a non, not on school property. You have no power. Yeah. I don't have to call you. <laughs> but yeah, but so I yeah, think, I think that kind of took place around uh, 27, 27, 58. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so no doubt a lot of history mm-hmm. going into there. And with this portrayal and adaptations, it was a there was an expansion for the Lord of the Rings online game that he mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um and for Helm's Deep. And it's set chronologically shortly before the Battle of Hornburg. But they also have access to different looking versions set in the aftermath of the battle. So it has had betrayal in the video game mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, like kind of before it was officially named such. Man, man, I make want to play Lord of the Rings online again, man. I, I actually dabbled in it for like... I'll be honest. For like high key, you do. I'll hop back in. I'll <laughs> launch my old account back up. It was like high key. I am... <laughs> I think I went as a dwarf too. Me too. You know I did. Mm-hmm. I, what? Heck, let me. Very off topic. We're not. We're not. not <laughs> let me go yeah. download that real quick. <laughs> Are the servers even still running? It says they have Black Friday sales. So I mean, I'm finding this out right now. Last time I played was May 23rd. Let mm-hmm. me go. <laughs> Yeah. Blood of Azog update thirty. There's even a new one, newer one from November, the fate of Gundabad. 
I'm seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All right. I'm sure, like, I'm yeah. downloading it again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. Like after all this, you know, Lord of Rings stuff popping up and popping up out of nowhere, this game is getting yeah, so much love. So much love. I thought I thought I heard somewhere that they were going to do like a graphical update. I don't know. I mean, I don't know because this kind of this was kind of the same era as World the Hob wow. or uh, World of Warcraft. So oh, wow. I don't know. For me, this seems kind of endearing. Yeah nostalgic we need to get anya in on this too yeah she would love nothing more than to play elf yes so going back um after our you know tangent about Lord of rings online um great game by the way not sponsored fantastic but <laughs> uh if you want to uh, talk we, we, we can <laughs> uh doorways shall open uh, standing stone games uh if you want you're saying yes it's just like a door like with a riddle we love your game like, my <laughs> you like game please give my okay <laughs> okay so um yeah so that's kind of like the history of it and of helm's deep so it plays very big part in this war rohirium uh, movie and i want to talk about the you know the director as well. Um, There's the director a lot of is, interesting things. Yeah, for real. So the director is going to be by uh, Kenji Kamiyama, and um, he also did a lot of interesting uh, shows, even some that I watch. You know, knowing how uncultured I am, you know. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, did you want to kind of mention some of the things that he did that you particularly enjoyed, Joe? Yes, I recall, funnily enough, uh, he was a storyboard artist for some of the episodes of a show from the 90s called Metabots, hmm. which I recall watching fondly as a kid. Aside from that, a lot of Ghost in the Shell. That kind of seems to be yeah. some of his more popular stuff. A lot of Ghost in the Shell, yeah. a lot of Eden of the East, and a lot of 009 Cyborg. Mm-hmm. Although there is uh, two standout, one just because it's interesting. He did backgrounds for Ducktales back in 1987. I know when I saw that, I was like, "Like that's wacky, bro. That's wild." <laughs> <laughs> he did Ducktales. No, I want to watch, du- watch Ducktales again. Just be like, "Oh yes, there he is." <laughs> the anime scene. Where is it, bro? Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, "Wow, that's very interesting." Mm-hmm. Uh, he also, probably a bit more, uh, what I think is a bit more interesting, he was one of the animators for an episode of Star Wars Visions. Yes, the Ninth Jedi, he, right? The Ninth Jedi, yeah, which is one of the uh, ones that I think uh, was a bit more enjoyed by the populace. Because mm-hmm. there are some highs, there are some lows. Yeah, like I mentioned, I didn't watch it ton of those episodes i i really only remember the first one um <laughs> the first one <laughs> honestly was like low key, it doesn't key. get better than that first one, that <laughs> yeah. first one. high key kind of the best at him um <laughs> but yeah, that was that's also really cool you know still doing stuff and just 
kind of that style in general. Um, yeah. So for me, yeah, it was mainly Ghost in the Shell stuff. I've even like, yeah, when I was younger, it was mainly Ghost in the Shell stuff. I remember, I think it was, I'm trying to remember what specifically I saw. It was probably um, the the 2005 one, standalone complex, like the second or second gig, as it's called. Because I know there's a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, he was. uh, This is a new development that I just found on his IMDb page. Not me, totally. Not doing some uh, spur of the moment research. Uh, <laughs> no, I totally prepared this. What do you mean? No, no, these uh, are she totally was... <laughs> research answers. Definitely not making this up. But... He was in the animation department for the development of Akira, which is for those really? of you who might not know, is one of uh, I'd say more the more popular cult classic anime movies. Uh, mostly yeah. known for a an style of animation called the Akira Slide, which if, if you've seen any kind of animated media, you've probably seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has been referenced time and time again in things that aren't even like a part of anime. If you've seen Teen Titans, it's in that. It's in some of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Mm-hmm. Shows it is everywhere. Dang, yeah, it's 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 everywhere, man. It's everywhere. It's that's in the great. walls, man. <laughs> that's great. Um, there's some of these. Some of these I kind of want to watch again. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like, <laughs> Ooh, yeah, not me aggressively, sure. ser- not me aggressively <laughs> searching Ducktales. I was like, okay, <laughs> what is it? Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'll be kind of down to watch something all something that he also did. Um, uh, Blade Runner, Black Lotus, you know. Oh yeah, that too. Blade Runner is always a classic. Yeah, that's always a fun one. So I'm gonna have to look more into him, you know, especially as a taste of like what could possibly come to um, yeah, to the. You know, to the series as well, especially for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> One sec, my nephew here is in my room, and I have to <laughs> expel him. Oh no, this was not part of the plan. Well, hi, audience. Looks like it's just you and me now. You're a local Lord nerd. I'd like to take this moment to thank you all for sitting down with us in the end. And just having a pint. We're chilling. That's it. That's really all I wanted. Because now the big man himself is back. Hello. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Expel the children. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so... I wanted to mention also, too, the producer, Joseph oh, yeah. Cho, who Joseph. has some. Uh, some standout films that he has produced that mm-hmm. I am really a fan of. Uh, apparently, he produced the 2012 Starship Troopers Invasion movie. 
Nice, nice. And Trader of Mars, Starship Trooper. Some of the more animated things. Uh, one that I also I recall watching when I was younger. Uh, he produced Space Pirate Captain Harlock. Which is a pretty good movie, I'll be honest. I was actually thinking about watching it again after seeing this. Dude, uh, but a more honestly, standout one was... Uh, oh, yes. Sorry. I was, was going to say honestly, same. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have, you, have like, you seen it? No, but now that you mentioned it, I... We will I, have to do a watch party. Indeed. I am so down. Uh, he also did Halo Legends, the seven short film anthology. Ooh. Had some of the... It was kind of like Halo... Uh, or Halo... It was kind of like uh, Star Wars Visions mm-hmm. before Star Wars Visions. Yeah. I recall oh, I one of the, yeah, it had, uh, the duel was one, which is ironic given Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really, really good, uh, films in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, I'm hoping that this means that the team that are handling this aren't going to <laughs> mess up my favorite <laughs> franchise. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is very, you know, volatile, you know? Mm. You know, it could be really good. Really bad. <laughs> really bad. But uh, I think, you know, Especially after seeing stuff like Ghost in the Shell and like, you know, um, what I want to see here, Black Lo- uh, Blade Runner, Black Lotus, and just from what I hear, we are in decent hands. What do you think? I honestly, I'd have to agree. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't think we have to worry. Yeah. Especially, especially. Oh, there, there we go again. <laughs> especially, um, kind of like just, especially all this other Lord of the Rings content that we're receiving this coming year as well. I mean, it's like, even if this is for some reason not it, um, <laughs> you know, well, which I really hope it is because it goes into something that hasn't really ever been explored. Like, yeah, you know, as a, as a. Well, I mean, because Helm's Deep was such kind of a throwaway mention. Yeah. It was like, yeah, like nowhere near as like topical as some of the other aspects of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, Helm's Deep. You mean two towers, right? <laughs> no, not just two towers, man. It's, it's Which is kind of weird because Helm's to me, Helm's Deep stuck a lot more than yeah. the two towers. I'll be honest, I have to watch it again. I can't even remember what the two towers were. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, that was just, that was just like such an important thing, you know. I also wanted to kind of give some praise to that uh, Helm's Deep scene. Mm Because I recall, uh, I can't remember if it was Viggo Mortensen or if it was the actor who played Gimli. But someone was asking, well, where's all this, uh, where's oh, all this blue light coming from? 
Yeah. And I think it was Peter Jackson that told him the same place the music's coming from. That sort of, more of a filmography sort of aspect. Mm-hmm. But the importance of, not just like the realism of, oh, hey, you're in a, like, it's night. We're going to film mm-hmm. it at night. But them deciding to film it with, like, high-vis blue studio lights to kind of mm-hmm. illuminate, but kind of still yeah. give the theme of, like, is dark, is, is night. Yeah. But you still see the action and enjoy the film while being able to suspend your disbelief. Yeah. The blue light reaching all, even if Gimli's too short to look over the ledge. Uh, <laughs> like, what's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or should I get you a box? <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> I want to but yeah. sit down and watch those movies again. I know. Marathon, marathon. When? <laughs> we need to do it. For real, for real. So, yeah, I think... Um, Lord of the Rings, War, War of the Rohirrim. It's going to be mm. popular. Just can't wait, can't wait for it to come out. Can't yes, wait. I think it's coming is out it, next yeah, year. You know, like, I think so. Yeah, I don't see any kind of... I just see 2022. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, that's what I see. But these things, you know, they take time. Oh, they, they, uh, possibly that. by June 10th, 2023. Oh, well. Case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> so, uh, get everything we just said. What, um, which we'll see first, that or the Amazon series? Probably see the Amazon series first because I think that's supposed to premiere like in September of 2022 because they're they're done yeah. with season one. Um, Are they really? Yeah, I, I saw somewhere that they were, but um, yeah. So we, so we probably won't see this, yeah, for a while, you know. But it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting, nonetheless. So, all right. Is yes. there anything else that you wanted to add or like that? or No, I can't really think so. I can't think of anything. Yeah. But okay. Uh, so that anime is. Anime good. <laughs> anime good. An- we like anime good. Deep. <laughs> uh, Mr. D Souls, uh, if I see dudes in armor, I'm probably gonna like it because that's, <laughs> I guess, every yeah, episode I'm okay. on, I somehow manage to talk about Dark Souls. <laughs> it's so without if fail. I, <laughs> fail. we could be talking literally about donuts. But he's like, yes, but <laughs> he's like, just like food. Did you know the that Black Iron Tarkus was rather <laughs> fond of donuts in the <laughs> Dark Souls series? Oh no! <laughs> Not again! <laughs> oh no, we love it. We love it. We love it. But all right, thank you for tuning tuning into this episode of uh, the Nerds In podcast, and thank you, Joe, for being honest, being our thanks for having local me. local Lord Master bookkeeper deal <laughs> but yeah so until next book. time bye bye <laughs>